This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We're getting some shout-outs for Shout-Out Friday. We will get into some of those, but also... Your Cowboys thank you notes. You know what? I'm going to go do a shout-out first from the 682. Shout-out to my wife, Nikki. She watches me watch sports almost every day of every week with minimal to no interest and listens when I explain how awesome or messed up something was or is. Do you, that's awesome. Do you reciprocate by, like, listening to her stories from work or whatever? I th- like, I can't believe she stole your staple. Well, what else happened? He did shout-out one of the other important things, Karen, their first child as well. Oh. Woo! Incredible. Shout out to you guys. That is fantastic. Also, shout out to all the good people in Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Or, you know what? You can drive as far as you want. I would drive a long way to go see the G-Bag Nation. They're going to be at the Hewlin location of Rally House today if you want to go see the show and sing back the Rally House commercial. Rally oh, yeah. The- house. Rally, Rally House. Rally House. And then they're like, something, come something. cheer for the Cowboys, Mavs, and Stars, and FC Dallas, and Texas A&M, and Texas TCU, SMU, Rally House, Rally <laughs> House. Nailed like, it. Yeah, I love how supportive of a partner they are. I just would like to talk about the time management of that commercial, because it's a solid commercial, and at the end, it feels like they're like, oh my God, we only have like three seconds left. And he's like, just say as many teams as you can. But- if you want to talk about the commercial or other sports-based things, or probably, quite frankly, other non-sports-based things, go ahead and do that. Cowboys, thank you, notes, 877-881-1053. Reginald, would you like to start? I would like to start. Okay, good. I would like to thank Nashawn Wright Ooh. Uh, for giving, giving the cornerback room a little bit of hope. Um, yeah. Obviously, you lost two starters in Jordan Lewis, Anthony Brown. I mean, one of those widely beloved by the fan base. The other one he is exists. Anthony Brown. He's widely beloved by you. I look. <laughs> I just I, I listen to the get right. I feel like I got to show up for the other corner. I feel like the other corner is always going to get uh, bombed on. Yeah, and so yeah. I, you know, sometimes I'm just like, look here, we got it. We got to understand what it is. However, when the other co- corner became other people. Like a certain person who wears number one, it was problematic. And I did the thing where, you know, I believed in the organization and the people that work in football. And I was like, look, man, if Calvin Joseph looked like this, there's a reason why he's ahead of Nashawn Wright. And now I'm starting to question that because Nashawn Wright looks like he's been better than Calvin Joseph the whole time. No question about that. Do you feel like at all that the injuries have kind of made us feel better about depth? Like, yes, the Cowboys have been talking about this depth for the whole time, haven't they? Yeah, and it made me feel better about their depth at offensive line Mm. and cornerback. Now, I realize it might not feel that way because some of those people are not magically coming back. Like, 
It would be different if Terrence Steele was coming back. It would be different if Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown were coming sure. back. I'm just saying, like, if you look at it and you're like, man, so we would have had, um, we would have had Deron Bland, now Nishan Wright. Obviously, you have Diggs. You would have had Lewis. You would have had Brown. Like, that's a heck of a five cornerbacks in a league where, like, it is hard to find quality spots. Absolutely. And it's the same thing there as, like, we've talked about this many times. It's not just getting to 12 and 4. But if I would have told you that Tyron Smith would have missed most of the season, you'd have been like, oh, my gosh. About our offensive line is in shambles. And then you're like, you know what? Spot here and there. Jason Peters can get the job done. Terrence Steele, he can get the job done. Tyler Smith, he can get the job done. Tyler Biotish. Like, who would have thought at the beginning of the year that Tyler Biotish getting hurt would have been like a oh crowd oh, no. situation? So we love Tyler. I think you have yeah. learned along the way that this team has some depth at some key positions, at least in this season. I know there's contracts that come into play and everything like that after that. Yeah, and I think Deshaun Wright is in some ways uh, evidence of that. I know someone said we like Bland. He's still on the field. He ain't going nowhere. Like, he's he's, he's your second. Yeah. He's held that, what is that, nickel corner? Yes. Is that what we're talking about? He's held that. They've shifted him around. Yeah, he's held bit. that spot down since the the moment that Jordan Lewis left the field. Like he has been interior. The problem was that you had to move. And also, I guess we should shout out Mackenzie Alexander as well, who stepped into that nickel spot when you had Deron Bland outside. Yes. No, I think you're right. By the way, I really appreciate that Uh-oh. people jumping in and like. Yes, I have similar commercial thoughts to you, and they appreciate. They didn't hate our singing as much. I'm going to shout out Donovan Wilson. Dono. Donovan Wilson has five sacks this season, tied with Bill Bates for the most sacks by a Cowboys safety since they started keeping the individual statistics in 1982. Is that good? Yes! That is very good. And sticking with the realm of the defense, shout out to Micah Parsons for playing with a club hand and still recovering a fumble. Yeah, I thought that was fascinating. Were you more impressed by that? Or the play where he just when, ran off. When from it the didn't look line. like he was going to be on the play, and they're like, "Oh yeah, there's Micah Parsons on the on the sideline." And the next thing you know, Micah Parsons with the tackle. Yeah, that was insane. I found that it, I was like, "Was that intentional, or did he just not know that he was supposed to be on the field?" Because I get, I mean, as someone who played in middle school and high school, like oh, I get that sometimes well. that's not high praise. Well, so, nope, that's not what I was trying to do. Just pointing to the fact that I've been on a football field before. Um, Especially at, that, at those levels, you call, hey, man, uh, kickoff, get on the field. There, You'll very often find a time where one of them folks is supposed to be on the field, did not realize, and then very late, it's like, aren't you on the kickoff team? It's like, oh, man, my bad, and I have to run on the field. Yes. Michael Parsons should never be in that situation because I feel like of all the people that know, your first team defense, Mike is one of those. So I'm like, was that intentional? Was that kind of a play to get like a different view of them being like, all right, this is the defensive line. Oh, wait, where did Michael Parsons come from? Why is he here now? Like is that was that the uh, the attempts there? Yeah. No. I, okay. I I'm not sure, but I thought it was terribly it was impressive either way. Five one two here is right, man, on the text line. Let's thank Money Maher for giving uh, my bathroom break back before the commercial. I don't understand what you mean there, but he. I think great. I do. What I think they're just saying, you know, you can leave the room ah, because okay, it's you. good. Hence, Money Maher. I believe that was my interpretation of that. Leading point scorer in the league. Yes. All right. I'm. I'm glad that you brought that up. That's why I did it. It is also a franchise record. At 137 points. So, most points ever scored in Cowboys history and right now leads the league. So, he has been he's been fantastic. And what this makes year. it more amazing is that two years ago you had him on your team and they wanted to tar and feather that man. Oh, for sure. 
yeah, no, I, I'm definitely with you on there, uh, on that. And so if we're talking about expectations versus performance, I feel like Brett Maher is way, way, way high up on that list. And I also want to say thank you to the Cowboys' defense in a more general sense. Mm. Is Tennessee had scored a first-half touchdown in a team record 17 straight games. But not yesterday. Mm. I realize for some people this might not have been the game they wanted because there are some people who are like, do you know how many shutouts there's been? And they're like, when's the last time there was a shutout? How many shutouts? And like, so I know there is a lot of people who are hoping and maybe even anticipating a shutout, and you did not get that. But I did want to shout out the Cowboys defense for ending the team record streak of first-half touchdowns for the Tennessee Titans. I've, should we shout out C.D. Lamb for, like, making us feel great about the wide receiver one? Like, he's he's there. For sure. And, you know, when we were talking to Mickey earlier and he was breaking down the t- one of those touchdown plays to Dalton Schultz, the play in which uh, Dalton Schultz said that the, the intended receiver was C.D. Lamb. Yeah. But they doubled him. And I thought, oh, there's that's wide receiver one situations, right? The thing that I've talked about a lot this year in on the Get Right with KG um, that's not the name. Well, I guess that could be the name of the show. The Get Right with KG. I'd listen to that. I would too. I, in fact, I do often. But I, I was talking to KG and it's like, with the wide receiver one, the way that I view it is, that is a player that bends the defense, that makes the defense, you know, account for certain things. And that is exactly what you have there. You have them accounting so much for CeeDee Lamb that they put a smaller safety on Dalton Schultz and give him an advantage that allows him to score a touchdown. That's the impact that you were hoping to see. And it's, I, I mean, happens... Towards the end of the season, but you've seen him exist in that space, and I'm very happy to see it. So thanks, CD. So we're we're through 16 games, and so this would be for the longest time the logical stopping point to the season. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about this stat line? Like, let's say you could go all the way back. I tell you, CD Lamb will have 102 catches for 1,300 yards and eight touchdowns. Love it. Sign me up. I mean, if you want to bump up the touchdowns two more, sure. I, would, I get yeah, it for sure. I, I get it, but. That is an that's that's a number one performance right there. He's the first Cowboys wide receiver. I know Jason Witten did it, so I'm not trying to leave him out. But obviously, he was a tight end. First Cowboys wide receiver to have a hundred catches in a season since Michael Irvin in 1995. I think he was good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Michael, I know it's controversial. Michael I know it, Irvin it took you by surprise, but I think he was good at football. I have to admit, I was not surprised <laughs> to hear. I was definitely surprised to hear you say, I think Michael Irvin was good at football. Yep. I just didn't anticipate that was going to be the route that we would go. I don't know. But Sometimes you just got to say it. I do want to shout out the Cowboys for this as well. Now, hear me out on this, okay? So I decided to look through the entirety of Dallas Cowboys football history. Ooh, that took a long time. It did. Here are the times that they've won 12 or more games in back-to-back seasons. 77, 78. Okay. 80, 81. And 92 through 95. Okay, there's there's some interesting dates in there. Some And that's it. Correlations. Yes, there are some correlations. I'm going to get to that in just one second. But that's it. So depending on how you break up the... If you say it's 92, 93, then 93, 94 counts as well. and the, But like... It hasn't happened a lot, and it's been 27 years since you've got to that point. But to the best of times, worst of times scenario, what are the timestamps that go along with that? All right? 77 and 78, the first time you did it, you won a Super Bowl and you lost a Super Bowl. All right? So you did it twice and made it to two Super Bowls. Sounds good. 80 and 81, you made it to two NFC Championship games. I, I think those I, are both things that this exactly loves. Yeah. I realize they lost... 
both of those. And then 92-95 through 95, you won three Super Bowls and made it to an NFC Championship game. My point being, all three of the other times it happened, those combined eight seasons, every single time you made it to at least the NFC Championship game. Are you saying something here? Well, it's hard to say that. I'm hearing that Kevin Hagelin is predicting a Cowboys NFC Championship berth. Fantastic. I, I Thank wa- you, Kevin. I want to do that, but history cuts both ways, okay. right? Because on the one hand, I'll say every time they've ever gone back-to-back, they've made it to the NFC Championship game. But then on the flip side, wouldn't you point out that all the years they made it, they made it to at least the NFC Championship game, and they didn't do that last year? So, But like, <laughs> doesn't that speak to Cowboys fandom right there? It's been 27 years since they have accomplished this feat of back-to-back 12-win seasons. That should be celebrated. But every other time they've done it in succession, they've made it to at least the NFC Championship game. Every single time. All eight, except for now. Well, I think some of that is also, like, if you win 12 games in multiple seasons, that means you've built a nice, good roster. Sure. It's not any sure. level of fluke or whatever. You've built something substantial. There's a foundation there. And if you have something that substantial, usually you could take that and turn it into playoff set success. But again... The 27 year and then last season, I think, are just really going to weigh on folks until they see it. Okay, from the 214, I think a lot of people would accept this. Like, you would obviously rather win, but we will make it to the championship and we will lose to San Francisco. I, if you make it to the NFC championship game and you lose, I think we can live with it in terms of a sign of progress. And this person is right from the 254. Is they used to play less games. I'm not even talking 16, but like to the point where you had 14. Right. Everybody knows that the mid-60s through the Cowboys 70s, the 70s of the Cowboys, is one of the greatest runs of football in the history of football existing. I don't mean to diminish that sure. whatsoever. I'm just saying how rare it is that they have they have done this but i get all yeah this the doesn't baggage. have to be this doesn't have to be this accomplishment that has been made by the cowboys doesn't have to be an exact equivalent to those 60s and 70s teams but to be in a similar stratosphere at least when it comes to winning games in the regular season i think that matters and i think that should give some level of hope that this team has built something nice i mean I, at the very least i keep looking at this year's team and going this was better than last year's team this team is better than last year's team. yes i i believe that 100 percent. i do really like this text i know it's taking a step back yeah and they just gave michael irvin a random gold jacket because he had 100 catches so to your point he was very good at football mm-hmm. from the 214 how about a thank you note for zeke and his touchdown streak Yes, I have some context about that that Thank I think you. makes it even more impressive. So Ezekiel Elliott has now scored a touchdown in a rushing touchdown, excuse me, in nine straight games. How many times since the year 2000 do you think somebody has had a streak that long? Like, do you think it's a frequent once a year occurrence? Do we think once a decade? Nine touch- uh, consecutive games with a rushing touchdown. I'm going to say a couple years. Okay. It's happened five times since 2000. So that's once every three, four years? Uh, Yeah, closer to like four, but yeah. All right, now we're going to take it one step further. How many of these four running backs can you name that have at least nine straight games with a rushing touchdown since 2000? Uh, I'm going to embarrass myself. Uh, well, I can name one. Okay. Because he's Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. Uh, of the other 
four. That's not what you said. As you've bested me once again. Did it. That is not Zeke. Zeke is the fifth of the other four. <laughs> How many can you name? You um, jerk. All right. So from the 214, they say Terrell Davis was one. Would you like to stick with that? I would like to stick with that. That I is trust them. incorrect. Okay. You should not have put your trust in that person. Well, I don't trust me either. All right. So LaDainian Tomlinson has been correct. Come up. Good job, 214. 2004, he had 12 straight games with a rushing touchdown. That is the most this century. He's so good at football. He is so And good still at- the second best LT in uh, NFL wow. history. Wow. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. All right. That's what I thought. That's fair. Uh, CJ2K, Chris Johnson. That is incorrect. Shout but out I, to you. Well, I think you're thinking in the right vein of running backs that if you weren't there for that stretch of time, you don't know how great they were for three to four years. Um, Let's see. Don't worry, 214. I'm just here to be a mouthpiece for the people because, again, I don't believe in myself. Um, Let's see. Ooh, I saw at least one correct answer on the fan text. Jamal Lewis? Jamal Lewis was not that correct answer. Woo! The correct answer is wrong. The correct answer I saw was Priest Holmes in oh, 2002. Man. I love Priest Holmes. Holmes. I'd see, but you know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Like if you weren't there for that moment Guys in time, you could very easily get lost to history, but we're absolutely like Oh man, Priest Holmes is going to be one of those dudes that I'm going to be the old guy that kids are going to be like, ah, oh, I'm sick of this old guy always talking about Priest Holmes. There's another person on this list that I think fits that bill. But back in 2002, and remember, this isn't a single season. Back in 2002, Priest Holmes ran for a rushing touchdown, which makes sense, in 11 straight games. Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander up. in 2005 did it nine straight times. But you get my point right yeah. about Priest Holmes and Sean Alexander. I know Ladanian Tomlinson will carry on Absolutely. and on and on. Absolutely. And then the other one who did it, it was just last year. Jonathan Taylor did it in 11 sure. straight games. But my point is, it's only happened five times in this century that someone has had a consecutive game streak of nine or more for rushing touchdowns. So absolutely thank you note to Ezekiel Elliott as well. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. I got a couple of shout outs ready to go. We will do that next, but also we will jump into the expressway inspired by Luca in an argument on our Facebook page. Oh. Has leaving a game early ever come back to haunt you? 877-881-1053. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Nothing shocks me about this game. And that drew rim. It's still loose. Look, they got it back. He did it. He did it. An improbable comeback by Dallas to tie it with one second left. It's unbelievable. It is a miracle. It's overtime. Stranger things have happened. Absolutely an incredible performance. I We could talk about that more if you want. But what I really wanted to focus on is an argument that broke out on our Facebook page huh. about leaving games early. Do t- arguments typically break out on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, social media is the place to get all of your things figured out. Is and the fan text sometimes is if you leave a game early, right? And so I guess somebody posted on our Facebook page, the KNC masterpiece, that they had left the game early. Yikes. And it said, we left with four minutes left because they were missing everything. And the very first response was, I'm so sorry that you missed history. Not really, of course. The first response was, fake fans leave. And... Then, as you can probably guess, that devolved into a nonsensical argument was no fans that don't want to wait an hour to get out of a parking spot leave. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. somebody said, why don't you just catch the train? No excuses. And then it just devolved from there, kind of how you would expect. So my question for y'all at 877-881-1053, or if you just want to talk about how awesome Luke is, like I get that as well, is have you ever left a game early, and did it come back to haunt you? So, me personally, um, Kevin. You I believe in quitting. I don't. I do, actually. I, I do believe that quitting is underrated and that sometimes it should be considered more. I haven't left a game early because I don't go to very many games in person. Huh. So, if I do, I've usually blocked out the whole evening. And I'm like, look, I understand other folks got places to be and they need to be out of here. I can hang around. Like, I am I got nowhere to go all that okay. quick. So, I'll watch the game till its completion. I'll even hang around a little bit because, you know, there's obviously the rush to get out of the building, to get to the parking lots or garages, then to get, you know, through the roads that are usually, you know, fairly narrow. Right. Out to the larger, you know, arteries of the city. Um, and I don't need to do that immediately. I can wait. So, I'll chill around, you know, kind of. Look around a little bit, people watch maybe, and then make my way out later. So I, I usually won't get caught in the situation. I understand some folks got kids, some folks, you know, have work in the morning or whatever, or whatever the frameworks might be. And they're like, look, man, I got to get out of here before the ultimate completion of this game. And I got something out of being at the game. I appreciate that. But no, I have never left early, so it's never bite me in the keister or bit me in the keister. There are some really sad moments happening here oh, no. on the fan text. First of all, I really like these back and forth texts from the 214. If you shame someone for leaving a game early, go F yourself. And sure. then the following text was, no, never leave a basketball game early. All right. But other games are fine? I guess so. Okay. Th- these, are some, these are some heartbreaking ones from the 206. I left the Cowboys and Falcons game last year. Oh, no. Watermelon kick? No, last year. Uh, or was it two years ago then, maybe? Yeah, two years ago, with about five minutes left in the fourth quarter, I was devastated. 
And then somebody, this one, these next two really hurt, and they both surround the Rangers. I left the Blue Jays game before Ooh, Batista got punched in the face. That's, oh, that hurts for the 6A2. That one hurts. Well, but this is the thing. That was the type of thing that I think you could have missed even if you were in the building. If you weren't, like, paying attention yeah. right to that spot. Okay. So, And that was also something that I think the, the excitement of it was more the social media aspect of it where you could slow down the video and, like, yeah. run it back like Zapruder film or something. Okay. I wonder how many people... How many people get that reference? I mean, I obviously I know what you're talking day. about. Joey, do you know what the Zapruder film is? Uh, yes, that would be the film that caught the JFK assassination. Okay, you know correct? what? I should have known better than to ask you. I know you're pretty plugged into politics, but well done. I'm <laughs> oh, proud of you for that. Yes. At this one, this one's sad, and there's a lot of there's a lot to this text from the two one four. At no fault of my dad's. Oh no! This we is la- a bad yeah, start. you can already <laughs> feel the setup. At no fault of my dad's, we left Kenny Rogers' perfect game early oh, because no. we had tickets to Six Flags in Hurricane Harbor. It was the sixth inning, and he was livid. Not coincidentally, my parents are no longer together. Oh wow! All right. Oh, okay. So this is mom. Like, look, I feel really bad for that person. They missed a perfect game, and their parents broke up. Yeah, that's tough. Maybe not just because of that. But I mean, it, if you had to pick one or the other, Kevin. Look, I would rather miss the game than my parents. Well, my parents are a bad example. <laughs> I, I would rather my parents have broken up because it was best for my mom. See? But I, I might be a bad example. I don't know. If do you, if you think divorces frequently happen because those people should not have been together, I get it. If you think sometimes it's a heartbreaking experience that for whatever reason went wrong, that's a different deal. For my parents, it's probably for the best that they got a divorce. How many divorces do you think are triggered by leaving a game early? Well, now I think at least one. Okay. He didn't, he said not coincidentally. Like, <laughs> it makes me feel like he's like, I'm here to tell you. That was Causality was absolutely a part of this from the 469. In 2009, my dad made us leave a Rangers game in the seventh inning. They were down by nine. They came back to win a game on a Josh Hamilton home run that landed right by our seats. Ooh. So you, not only did you miss the moment, you could have made some money off of it. See, that one, that one stings. I see a lot of Rangers ones coming up. I feel like that might just be, that might be probability. There's a lot of Rangers games. That is true. And do you think it lends itself, baseball more than other sports, lends itself to people walking around a lot? And like, I'm not saying like if you're at the basketball game, you actively, or a hockey game, that you actively judge someone for leaving because I saw somebody who's like, mind your own business. Like, I get that. But at a baseball game, I don't ever think people who just get up and walk off are necessarily leaving. I was like, you got to go grab your lemon chill if they're not coming up to your section sure. or whatever the case might be. So I, I wonder if it's that, if it's, like you said, the amount of games. I think that is a very viable option as well. This happened to me one time, but I didn't leave the game. I made a timing error. Is This is when I was a kid. This shows you how old I am as well. Mm-hmm. I was at a Dallas Freeze game. What is that? What is that? Is that a, what is that? <laughs> that that was our that was our old uh, like minor league hockey team. Huh. So I should have guessed. I was like, I don't think there's yeah, any other sport that. Yeah. It was our hoops league. Is and so <laughs> I was at a Dallas Freeze game and it was going to overtime. I thought I had enough time to go run and use the bathroom. 
I remember vividly standing at, at the urinal. The urinal. And you can hear, and everyone's like, <laughs> and so on one hand, I was like, son of a, and on the other hand, I was like, well, it sounds like we won, you know, so at least, or we had a whole lot of away fans for that game. Yeah. I yeah. mean, but yeah, so we won the game while I was in the bathroom because I don't understand how timing works. And so, yes, I missed an overtime goal at a Dallas freeze game. I didn't, I didn't leave, but you could have just held it. You know? So you didn't even get any benefits besides the general relief of yes. going to the restaurant. Yes, absolutely. And man, this is what I kind of thought would happen. While people give their stories... Mm-hmm. The argument continues. I told you somebody texted in and said, don't mind anybody else's. Don't mind your own business. Don't mind my business. From the 903, if you leave a game early, you shouldn't go at all. Which, look, I'm going to tell you who disagrees with that. The proprietors of that business, right? Like the the teams want to be able to sell these tickets. And if you leave early, that don't matter. They still collected admission, right? Like, yeah, it's fine, man. It really is because. At that point, there's a difference to the experience in arena, and maybe you want to experience that even if you cannot afford to, you know, within the time that you have budgeted, stay the whole way. From the, do you think most people then have that in mind at the beginning? I or? think it's, I think it's more common than we would like to give it credit for because I mean, a lot of these end up being kind of family events that folks will go to, and the kids yeah. got to get home yeah, or whatever, yeah. right? Now, sometimes it's just I, didn't, I thought the game was over and I wanted to go home. And look, yeah, they messed, they missed out. And that's for them to dislike, but I don't know that we should really come all, come over the top and be like, that's why you never leave. Eh, you know Look, what? Sometimes well, sometimes you make your decision. But let's not pretend that small things aren't pushed out to be like broader problems. It's like oh, when sure. something happens, you're like, well, that's because of this. And you're that like, is the failure of America. Yeah. I don't that's totally why know. This going down the if toilet. The, you know what? Yeah. Oh, this How one, dare you. This one stings, but I want to be fair and read it. I left some early, but does Texas A&M even count? I mean, this year we didn't. Absolutely except not this year. the lost This column. year, this year actually leaving the stadium early is called self, self-care. self You know, like that's just taking care yeah. of your message. Much like my inability to give up on TV shows when I should. Oh, I yeah, feel you should like absolutely quit those. I'm the, I'm the same at the game. I'll be there until the bitter end. In the back of my mind, something magical could happen. Like this one from the 817. I guess not magical for these people. I left a Rangers game in the top of the ninth. We were down by five. It got tied, and then they walked it off. We heard and saw fireworks from the parking lot. Never left early again. Because I, I realize sometimes you have to park far away at a Rangers game. I think we all understand that. Yeah. But that's like the time that you can run in your head. You're like, oh, my God, what was that, 15, 17, 20 minutes? We couldn't have stayed that much to see something amazing. Happy for the team or just mad at yourself because you lost? Because I felt conflicted with that hockey game. I can't I can't answer this question. Joey, have you had one of these situations? Because I absolutely can't answer this question. Yeah, there's there's nothing that, you know, rings a bell for me. I'm sure going to Ranger games over the years, there's been something. But, yeah, I mean, these people saying that uh, they don't like to leave the games, they must have never been involved in a blowout before or something. Oh, so, so you're, you like will it, leave. If there's a blowout, I'm, I'm gone. Like, I'm not going to stick around. But I think that's... Joey, also an advocate for quitting. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your service. <laughs> Everybody who rides in that chair feels like they advocate for that. Is <laughs> <laughs> From the... You knew it was going to happen. 
from the 757 to your point to Joey's point. Watch on TV if you want to leave early. And this is mm. not like you. That's why I'm reading the area codes. This is not the same person who was like, I will be the arbiter of taste on this and respond to every person. These are all different people from the 817. Oh, my God. The divorce person followed back. Up. Oh, lovely. And then since they followed back up, I definitely want to read from of the course. 214. They divorced several years later, but the writing was on the wall. Sure. All right, so this seems like a scenario. Just ever since that day. Yeah, no, I don't know if it was just that day. You wouldn't let me see Kenny Rogers. From the, what's smart, I want that as a drop forever, is much like my parents, maybe it was just for the best. From the 817, back in November, I left the Stars-Blackhawks game when they were down 4-1 to in the third period. And what happened uh, in that game? A scoring Colorado avalanche as they scored five goals and they won. They said, ha-ha. So maybe they're not heartbroken or maybe you have to laugh. Yeah, so maybe that, I feel like that's one of those laughs to cover, to stop from crying, you know? Yeah. No, I, I could see that. The one thing that we didn't factor in that somebody from the 214 just texted in when we talk about the Rangers games, how many people just left not because of the circumstances other than it was hot? Yeah. And you're like, God, it's two to two, but my God. I mean, I've already exhausted my lemon chill money. Yes. You just got to get out of here. I, I used to have a theory that if someone invited you to a 205 Sunday game, because that was one of their go-tos, it's like, you guys might not be as good of a friends as you think. Is there like, you can go to a game with me, but you're going to suffer through it. <laughs> well, that's a test of friendship then. Oh, that's How much true. do you, do you want to spend time with me so much that you'll endure sometimes not the greatest baseball and incredible heat? Yeah. And when the baseball is not that good, then the heat is worse. Then you, <laughs> it is. I'm telling you. Is I know the temperature, but Dan, like Dan Brunoff will not support this theory, but that 98 degrees, it hits different if you're playing contending baseball. And you're like, I, uh, I know we're losing. I'm going to ride this out. All right. Did you see what the Mariners did today versus I don't give a crap. We're 15 games under 500. It's hot as hell. Let's get the hell out of here. Now, speaking of athletic endeavors, since this is the Joey show, True. I heard that perhaps Joey, while everyone was in the midst of watching the Mavs, the stars and listening to the Cowboys right here on 105.3 The Fan. Did you have a delayed start on these sports endeavors? And if so, why so? Let's go inside the penalty box with Joey Erickson. That was awesome. We had talked about calling it the shorthand and just leaving the room. Mm -hmm. And so you just had to do (laughs) the whole thing by yourself. But we decided against that. Fair enough. Uh, I had a high school alumni game last night. For the Plano East Panthers. Oh! Uh, I performed okay in my time. It turns out I was very tired after about 15 minutes of being on the ice. Not what I used to be. But, you know, I still got the job done. Uh, So, obviously, my alumni game was at the same time as the Dallas Stars. So I made sure to stay off the social media, Mm -hmm. stay off the Twitter, and all that good stuff. Anybody around the rink, you got to get out of there so I don't hear it. Someone talking about it. And I went straight home. Took a shower, of course, because I'm clean. And then 
put on the stars. All right, so I, I need I need more context on your performance in this game. Yeah. Not not one of the three stars of the alumni game, yeah. right? Um, no, I okay. would grade myself probably a B plus. You know, I moved the puck well. I, wow, I, what a tough curve. You said you did fine but got a B plus. <laughs> well, you know, I moved the puck well. Uh, you know, I got a few shots on goal. I tested the netminder. Uh, I did not get a goal. I did have an assist, so that was exciting. Oh, okay. And point, the alumni team won. The old guys won, so. Okay. Shout out. Yeah, so shout out the old he won. How old are you again? I'm 23. The old guys. <laughs> the old guy. Well, we, we had a we had some 40 year olds on there on the oh, team. Yeah. Could they still go? Yeah, they still play. They're great. Oh, I so, so I didn't realize that. I thought it was just like eight class. It's like all the alumni. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. So it was a good time. Did you guys talk about where you fit in the hierarchy of Plano ISD based schools? <laughs> we, we did not. It's probably is that a big best. deal? No, I just I was or, just curious okay. if, if that he's was, just trying to be a rabble rouser. I mean, I'm pretty sure Zach Wolchuk went to Plano Senior, so perhaps we can True. get some PISD talk right here. But you said you did not get a goal? I did not. All right, so his team won, but Joey did not score. We're the KNC Masterpiece you right here on, in the, the goal, in oh, the game. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. In the game, for nothing, goodness sake. Nothing in particular. Actually, speaking of goals, let's go ahead and fire off cut number 15 if we can. Glides it to Hayskin in a stutter step before feeding back for Lundquist. Shot, score! Niels Lundqvist from the point through traffic. And the faceoff win leads to the Stars' go-ahead goal. Now, I want I got a couple of questions here, and we're going to talk Stars because we talked about the Cowboys' victory. Sure. Talked about the Mavericks' victory. Correct. We have, like, made allusions to the Stars' victory, but I want to dive in a little further here and also know how your TV-watching setup happened last night. I told you before the show... I was locked into the Cowboys game and kind of live tweeting, by the way, at Oh Thank Kevin along the way. And then I followed along online what was happening in the Stars Mavericks game and Mavericks games and doubled back Mm -hmm. to kind of break down some of the more important moments. So I'm not going to say I watched the entirety of either one of those games, but I went back and felt like I got what I needed out of those games. But Reggie, you are fancier than me when it comes to the TV setup. What'd you do? I put on the, you know, Project 3 TV and I just went with three different games. However, because I'm a college football sicko, the third game was not the Stars match. Or why'd I call it a match? That's weird. Stars, Stars game. It was a college football game. Was, I think the Alamo Bowl at that point uh, between Washington and Texas. Texas. So I had that on as well. So I did, did not see what did happened. Texas in the Stars game. win that game? No, they did not. Oh. No, they did not. The Big 12 has been reeling this uh this playoff season. So sh- shout hey. out to the Texas Christian Horn Frogs who are playing tomorrow. At least they made a bowl game. My mighty Texas A&M couldn't even I didn't even do that to you. You did it to yourself. Bowl- That's fantastic. Look, it's fair. I need I needed to to say that is we could not get the job done. All right. So Joey, your primary focus then became the Stars game. Mm-hmm. You beat a quality opponent, and mm-hmm. I have something to go along with this. My question is, and we could talk about this game as well, do you feel like these Stars are a top-five team in the league? I do, and I have a couple of reasons. Okay. I think part of it is because they are very consistent, and what is helping with that consistency is injuries. They have not been injured a lot. A lot of guys are playing in the lineup. They're getting good chemistry from lines like Marchment, Ben, and uh, you have Delandria. Well, Delandria's playing with Sagan and uh, Kiviranta, and those lines are getting a lot of good chemistry, and they're 
scoring goals or getting those depth scoring that they've needed for a lot of years. And I think a lot of years. Yeah, and I think they can be very consistent that way. They've won 12 games on the road, which is always a big thing too. You got to be able to win on the road. They won 19 all of last year. And we're not even halfway through the year and they've already won 12. And I think that's tied for yeah. second most in the league. Yeah, yeah, they're tied with uh, Carolina in that aspect. So this team, if they can continue to get, uh, you know, off, hopefully this doesn't come back to bite us, but they can stay off the, the, the injuries and Otter continues to be fantastic. He's been great in his last few starts. And uh, the defense has been much better. And um, one thing that we've harped on them, they've been much better in one-goal games as of late. Yes. All right. And now it, what's interesting about that is, I know this is looking way down the line, but maybe that could be not an Achilles heel, but a potential weakness for Boston is they are just insane at home like uh, 20 games haven't lost one at home yet actually. yeah not a regulation yeah loss. not <laughs> a regulation loss oh, is is they're still good on the road don't get me wrong this is the best team in hockey like i'm not here to dispute that but if you're looking for potential is like maybe you could pick up some steam since you've been playing a, a well on the road i saw nhl power rankings from bleacher report joey says the dallas stars are worthy of being in the top five. Reggie, do you think the Dallas Stars are worthy of being in the top five? I go as Joey goes, honestly. So, okay. I also say, okay. You, and Reg. if he's wrong, you know what? It's fine. We'll be wrong. Falls together. on me. Okay. Let's find out. Tied for number one. So, first of all, that's stupid. Make a decision. <laughs> the Boston Bruins. The Carolina Hurricanes. Well, you said this is power rankings? Power rankings. No, it doesn't feel very powerful. Yeah, you can't yeah. have a tie. All right, I'm picking Boston. Okay, I'm with you. So Boston is number one mm-hmm. in my power rankings combined with Bleacher Report's power rankings. Sure. Carolina, they can be second. The Dallas Cowboys of the NHL, the Toronto Maple Leafs oh, no. are up at number three. Dude, it's a fact, <laughs> right? It is true. I, I mean, no. they have... Maybe the most money. They have maybe the most fans. They get maybe the most attention, and they perpetually let you down in the playoffs. They now, have a first round exit waiting to happen. Exactly. Yeah. And so I know that Mike Myers someday is hoping that it's going to happen for them, and they have a whole gigantic market of fans who might be the most passionate fans in all of hockey, but they perpetually disappoint. Number four, they have moved up two spots. Last week, they were number six. It is your mm. Dallas yeah. Stars. Talk to the people. Number four in the league, just ahead of New Jersey. Don't think I forgot about the 2000 Stanley Cup. Sure, I probably should have moved on <laughs> with my life by now, but I haven't forgotten about that. And you brought up a whole bunch of great points. Is You're talking about a Stars team that still has the second most goals scored in the league. Now, I realize on a per-game average, they're fourth because they've played a couple more games than some of these teams, but still... If I tell you you're going to have the second or fourth most productive offense in the NHL at the beginning of the season, you'd be like, great, let's do that. You have a goaltender in Jake Ottinger who I'm going to regret talking about him more because sometimes we (laughs) jinx that out. But Corey's not here. It's fine. That is, we have had a bad run with the Stars when it comes to this. Is One of the things that I saw, and Joey, I'm hoping you can expand on this. Is it because the Stars don't like to be perceived? So when we talk about them, they're like, please don't look at us. Yeah. It's true. They're very under the radar. I I, I mean, (laughs) I agree. And they will remain under the radar. Like, I could see Carolina, but like, Boston's doing things, everyone's going to talk about it. Toronto's doing things, everyone's going to talk about it. But the stars, they don't have that same like national perception. Is at one point it was four to two 
and there's about 40 some odd mm-hmm. seconds left. And then I got back, and the final score was four to one. So was Ooh, it? They all- did the crucial lose a goal play. Yes. Yeah. Was it mm-hmm. an offside that was the official call? It felt like it was took forever to get that review done. Yeah, there there was an offside uh, on the entry from the wild. It was way after too. I think the goal was scored like 30 seconds after the entry or whatnot. But uh, yeah, so Sammy Walker. He got the the second goal, but they took it away. So good for Otter. Keeps that goal against average down. Kevin, would you like to make this a impromptu hockey power rank the power rankings? Because I have in front of me ESPN's oh! power rankings per Kristen Shilton. Okay, I have a question first. Okay. Do they have Boston number one? They do. Okay, then I'm in. And there's not a tie. Okay, they're good. A, then I'm in. Because you told me there was a tie. I was going to be like, what the hell is wrong with her? We tried to factor out the tie in hockey. That's true. They really have. All right. Boston Bruins, number one. The number two team is, in fact, the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay. That makes sense. Number three team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Number four, your Dallas Stars. Woo! So we're along these same lines. We're still in the same place. So that is multiple power rankings that have these stars at number four. And the, the note afterwards is just bear down on defense. You know, mm-hmm. electric offensively. And great goaltending, but, you know, if there's a weakness, it's, you know, blue line. Okay, let me ask y'all something about that then. Do you ever get the sense, not like a defensive player is being lackadaisical, but do you think sometimes those defensive mistakes they have made have been covered up by Ottinger's play and thus don't get maybe as much scrutiny? Absolutely, except for one player in Ryan Suter. <laughs> he he does not have a lot of fans in the Metroplex. He does uh, Yeah, uh, so he is someone that has become somewhat of a liability. But that is the great thing about Otter, as you mentioned, is that he can bail you out a lot of the times he comes to rescue. Uh, a couple nights ago against Nashville when it was 2-2, he made a couple big stops. Uh, it was a rebound, and he made a uh, made a beautiful stop. Uh, on Ekholm, which pretty much sealed the deal, allowed the Stars to you know find themselves once again, and then they get the go-ahead goal. Uh, those are the sort of situations where Otter can really thrive. But yeah, sometimes a great goalie can really, really hide the fact that you're poor defensively. And mainly the the issues with the Stars defensively is in front of their own net, like right in front of the yes. crease. You know, five to ten feet. They have trouble boxing out. They don't have huge size on the back end. Mm-hmm. How do you uh, feel about their clear-out ability this year then? It's been better just because I think they like to play faster. So, like yesterday, dare I say, I think it was the best game they played on the year because it Ooh. was one pass, two pass, and they're out of the zone. The Wild had a, uh, had a lot of trouble trying to get their cycle game going, and the only goal they had was off the earlobe of Jake, <laughs> Jake Andrew from behind the goal line. So... It, I think when the stars are able to, you know, make one or two passes to get out of their own zone, they're great. But that has been a struggle too. Uh, sometimes they have trouble getting out of their own zone, and that's because they're tired and they're they're really hanging on. So that's, I mean, it, it's something to improve on. But I think it, I think they're going to assess it at the deadline by getting some big guys on the back end to really help you out down the stretch. I've just often said that the best defense is a strong offense and netminder. Mm-hmm. Always say it all the time, honestly. Really. Hmm. Mm. I don't know if I recall those frequent conversations all the time, but I'm going to take your word for it. Mm -hmm. Now, did you guys see, because I have an update on the male athlete of the year. Did you see, I believe it was two days ago, who was named the AP female athlete of the year? No. Was it Ledecky? That is correct. Ah. Katie Ledecky, who also won the award in 2017, was the female athlete of the year. Now, I want to... 
do we have world champions this championships this year? Does she just dominate those again? She dominates everything. That's I true. still watching I still, her swim is incredible. I remember. I don't think it was the Tokyo Olympics. I think it was the Olympics before that, where in one of the distance races, it looked like she was swimming by herself because she was already going the other direction. Yes, my favorite in the pool, and so none of the other people who are about to touch the wall were in the shot. And I was like, that is truly incredible. Okay, so at least she set at least one world record this year and got a historic twentieth world's medal at um, so yeah world championships. Yeah. Okay, and she beat out Sidney McLaughlin, the track and field star, who is a for monster. America. Who do you think? Is the male Associated Press Athlete of the Steve Year? Steve DeBerg. He's not Steve. De- well, okay, fine. What did he do this year? He was mentioned a record number of times on the KNC Masterpiece. Joey, on 105 through the fan. You will become my favorite producer ever if you book us, Steve DeBerg. I don't know how. I I'll haven't really it. looked into it, but yeah, make it happen. All right. Assuming it's not Steve DeBerg and it's a contemporary athlete. Who would you pick? I don't know any contemporary athletes. That is an interesting career decision that you've made then. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's see. Um, Who would be the AP Male Athlete of the Year? I'm throwing Lionel Messi in there. Ooh. That's a good guess. I I don't know. Maybe recency bias. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, it's a great year for him. I think... This is the American Male Athlete of the Year. Yeah, because the 40 sports writers and editors are from across America. So I don't want to I don't want to dismay you there. It is not Lionel Messi. Uh, Let's go with, I'm just going to throw it out there because, again, I've been on the campaign that he's the most underrated player in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes. Interesting that you said that, because as soon as you said NFL, I knew that was wrong. Of course it is. Because the top three, there is not an NFL player. I hate football. Steph Steph Curry is third. Okay. Shohei Otani is second. Incredible. Which should lead you to, who did Otani lose the MVP to? Aaron Judge. Yeah, he did get the 62 this year. I was trying to think of what narrative thing would be there, and I just completely, absolutely forgot that. Because how could I? I mean, I just got tired of having everything broken into by 62, um, the 62 home run chase. Oh, it happened here. And I was just like, it's fine. I'm done with it. So, wow. Aaron Judge. You weren't done with it by the time we were over it? I was done with it when they first said that they might cut into the Cowboys game. Uh, I was like, get the hell out of here. So Aaron Judge, the AP Male Athlete of the Year. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, are you more excited about the slate of NFL games this weekend or the college football playoff? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.